Hello, Screamer, and welcome to ScreamStream, your weekly spoiler-free guide to horror entertainment. I'm James Gass. If you're new to the show, what I do is review a horror movie from one of the various streaming services, spoiler-free. I also cover horror news, new releases of the week, and sometimes a video game or two. If you'd like to support ScreamStream, head over to patreon.com slash ScreamStream and become a patron. For just a buck a month, you'll get the secret podcast link with early access to the original run of ScreamStream that ran from 2014 to 2015, and you'll also get extra audio content as well. And this show, starting in about a week or so, you'll start getting this uh, show early. Uh, You'll get it on Thursdays, where I normally release on Mondays. So head over to patreon.com slash ScreamStream. If you just want to make a one-time donation, you can head over to ScreamPod.com and click the Donate via PayPal button. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to ScreamStream in in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app may be. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. If you can't already tell, spring is in full swing and it is allergy season for me down here in South Florida. Maybe not for everybody else, but apparently I'm allergic to everything in South Florida right now. Because I've been sniffling and sneezing and itchy and scratchy. And it's just, ugh, it's a nightmare. On a broader note, uh, I've been watching some cool things this past week. Starting with Altered Carbon, which is a sci-fi thriller show that uh, came on Netflix uh, this past week, I think, is when it um, debuted. It is a great show so far. We haven't finished the whole thing. I think we're on like episode seven. I think there's 10 episodes. It is a really cool show and it's very similar to like Blade Runner meets Private Detective sort of show with some uh, Kung Fu action in there. That's like the best way I can describe it. It's a really good show though. Uh, Really interesting. uh, Some pretty cool plot twists happening here and there. Uh, So if you haven't checked out Altered Carbon, I do recommend it. It is only on Netflix. And then I know I'm really late to the game but I've finally started watching Attack on Titan because I noticed it was on Hulu and I saw that they came out with a brand new season this year. So the first season of the show or the first series aired in 2013 and I never did get get around to watching it. Like it has been in my queue for like so long, Uh, but I finally decided to start watching it and it is so awesome. I wish I had seen this several years ago. Because it's just a really cool show that's got great animation, a a lot of really cool CGI effects, a great story. Uh, So if you haven't seen Attack on Titan and you like anime, or even if you don't like anime, uh, give it a shot. It is about these giant, sexless creatures that look like people, but they have no like sex organs or anything. But they feed on humans. And so uh, the humans have built like these walls and the Titans crash through the walls and they start eating all the humans and they have to move inside, I guess, into their like inner circle. That may sound a little confusing, but it's a really good show. And I recommend at least watching the first two episodes just to see if you kind of like it. They're only like 30 minutes a piece. So for the main chunk of this episode, uh, I'm going to be reviewing the Cloverfield Paradox which just came out on Netflix this week. 
And this was the film, I talked about it last week, they announced this after the Super Bowl, or during the Super Bowl, they said it was going to go live on Netflix after the Super Bowl, and it was going to be available. So we watched it this weekend, and this was written by Oren Uziel and directed by Julius Ona, and this stars Gugu Mbata, David Oilowo, and Daniel Brühl. I'm pretty sure I got those right. And for the brief uh, plot synopsis, orbiting Earth on the brink of, a, of war, scientists test a device to solve an energy crisis and end up face-to-face with a dark alternate reality. So essentially what happens is the, there's like this energy crisis on Earth. We're running out of, out of energy to power all the things of our daily lives. And so they built like it was, a, we built a space station with basically a, a Hedron Collider. And this is some, somehow supposed to give uh, people on Earth an endless supply of energy. So they run the test and it was only supposed to take like six months or something like that. But it ended up taking two years. They finally got it to work and then all hell breaks loose and bad things happen. And that's the basic story. So let me start with the acting. The acting was actually pretty good. I have never seen any of these people before. I don't know who they are or if they're new actors or what. Uh, but they all did a really good job playing each of their characters. They all played believable characters. Uh, and there were quite a, a few funny moments in the film um, where the actors, uh, one actor in particular, Chris O'Dowd, who played Mundy, uh, I guess he was kind of like the comic relief, and he did a really good job at it. Like, it wasn't cheesy. Uh, his jokes were were written pretty well. And there's a few things uh, that happened that were, like, he took, like, the worst possible thing that could have happened to him and turned it into a joke, and it was pretty funny. Uh, it, was, it was actually really well done. So acting was good, even though I have no idea who any of these people were. I thought they did a great job. Uh, as for the story... The story was interesting. I kind of figured out what was going to happen uh, before it actually happened. And uh, I will say that it was kind of slow. It was a little slow paced. It had some really good moments in it. And there were some really good tense moments. Uh, There were some uh, scenes that I I didn't expect to happen. uh, The way they introduced the main problem of the story. The way they kind of shifted into that was pretty cool. Uh, and it had some really cool special or yeah, special effects. So while the story was good and it was pretty entertaining, it was slow. Like it had slow pacing, but it was still an interesting story. I thought this was going to be more of sci-fi horror. It was not. Because I only saw like the little 30-second promo or whatever, so I had no idea what the film really was going into it. I didn't read any of the reviews. I didn't read any full synopsis. Uh, I didn't read any um, plot spoilers or anything like that. I pretty much went into this thing blind. Uh, It is not a horror film. It's not really a sci-fi horror film. I thought maybe it'd be like Alien or something like that. It is not that at all. Uh, I thought maybe it could even be like uh, the film Life, if you haven't seen that, watch that movie. It's really good. Uh, it's not that at all. So it's more of a sci-fi thriller. 
And since I didn't watch any other film this weekend, I thought, okay, well, I'm kind of stuck with the Cloverfield paradox, so we'll talk about it anyway. I do want to say that I was wrong on one point. Last week, I talked about uh, this wasn't a prequel or anything like that. It actually is a prequel, and it ties into the first film, but I can't tell you how uh, because that would just spoil everything. So it is a prequel, and it kind of sets up what happens on Earth uh, in the last two films. So they all kind of happen pretty much on the same sort of timeline, I feel like. Now, the set design, I did want to talk about that a little bit because the set was really cool. It felt like like it didn't feel like um, something too much in the sci-fi realm. It felt like this is something that could have been built during our lifetimes. Like It felt like a current space station would look. It didn't have like Star Trek futuristic looks to it. I, I don't know if I'm explaining that right. It, it the the technology looked fairly modern, with the exception of a few tools that they had to use. Uh, but the the overall set piece, the set pieces uh, looked pretty modern. They looked uh, they didn't look too futuristic. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cinematography was great. Uh, I liked the look of the film overall. Aesthetically, it looked really cool. I feel like it drew a lot of influences from like uh, anime from Tetsuo, uh, Alien, Event Horizon. There's there's all these little nods to sci-fi horror films or sci-fi thrillers period of the past uh, that you'll start to kind of notice, especially the the one scene where it kind of is almost like an homage to Tetsuo was really cool. A great little sequence there. And if you've seen uh, Tetsuo, uh, not Tetsuo, uh, I'm sorry, Akira. If you haven't, if you've seen Akira, you'll know what I'm talking about. Well, I guess it could even be tied into, or it could even remind you of, of the Japanese short film, Tetsuo, the metal, I think it was like the, the, Metal Man or something? The Iron Man. Tetsuo the, Tetsuo the Iron Man. If you haven't seen that, which is a Japanese short film, check that out. It's really cool. Kind of, there's some homages to that. Um, and like I said, definitely Event Horizon, some other some other uh, sci-fi horror films. Overall, I liked it. I thought it was good. A little slow, but good. And at the very end, the very end was a little anticlimactic. Like, I expect a little more emotion from it, but it wasn't quite there. But still a, a decent ending. I, 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 was, I was satisfied with it. So if I have to give this a rating, and I always say that, if I have to do it, yes, I have to do this. I, that's what I do. So for my rating, I think I would definitely give this like a 3.7, 3.7 out of 5. <laughs> I don't know where the point seven comes from, but 3.7 out of 5. Not a bad film. Definitely worth a watch if you're okay with, with it being just a little slow. Check it out. It's on Netflix. And if you have Netflix, it's free. Uh, now, I did hear that they are planning to do, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just what I read on the internets. That they are still planning to do a theatrical release, uh, even though they released this on Netflix. That's just what I read. I don't know if that's true or not. So. Uh, and that was like the only little bit of news that I wanted to cover was that this, they were still going to do a uh, theatrical release, um, which I, I think is interesting because why, how does that work? 
I mean, you release the film on Netflix. It's free for people to watch. What are you going to do to get people to pay to go see this in the theater when they can just watch it at home for free? That's I don't I don't know how that works. But if you if you like the film on Netflix and you want to see it on the big screen, it it should be out in theaters. All right, so new releases this week, new on Blu-ray and DVD. I'm only going to cover the the notable releases because there was a lot that came out. Uh, first up, we have Day of the Dead Bloodline. This is kind of like the remake of George Romero's Blood uh, Day of the Dead. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people say it was good. Some people say it was disrespectful to the original film and George Romero's vision. I, I kind of want to see it just to make my own judgment. Uh, so that is out. Uh, Diabolical Dr. Z from 1966 is out on Blu-ray. Family Possessions. Grizzly, the special edition from 1976, is out on Blu-ray. This is a film, it, it was uh, kind of like a mockumentary about a, a giant killer grizzly bear, I think. Uh, I've always seen this on like Amazon Prime. I never actually watched it. I do want to see it, though. Uh, Gruesome Twosome Special Edition. This is from 1967. This is available on Blu-ray. Uh, Keep Watching, Unhinged, Victor Crowley, finally out on Blu-ray. Definitely want to see this. This is a follow-up to the Hatchet films. I like Adam Green's films. I like the work that he does. So I'm excited to see this. I can't wait to see this one. I think it is also available on Amazon Prime to, to, to watch. Oh, welcome to Willits. Uh, this is out on Blu-ray now. I kind of want to see this. It, I've seen some pretty good reviews. Uh, it is also now available on Netflix as well. So if you don't want the Blu-ray or the DVD, you can check it out on Netflix. And then finally, Friday the 13th, The Ultimate Collection. And I think it's actually missing two films, so they're calling this The Incomplete Collection. Uh, I don't remember which two films it was. Though. I think it was Jason Goes to Hell and Jason 10, or Jason the Jason in Space. I actually saw that in the theater. I kind of like that one. Okay, so new to stream on Shudder, we have The Haunting in Connecticut and The Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia. So... Here's my opinion on these films. The first one, The Haunting in Connecticut, was actually based on the no, or based on the the uh, nonfiction book In a Dark Place, which was written by a guy who was on this investigation along with uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. They were uh, investigating this uh, demon. I guess there's a, a demon infestation in this house. Uh, there's a whole story about it. If you ever watched that show called A Haunting, they actually did a, like, it was like a two-hour special called A Haunting in Connecticut. And they went through the whole true story about it. They had the actual family on camera. They they act, well, they they hid their faces and, and disguised, their, disguised their voices. Uh, most of them did. I think the, the Two of the kids did not, uh, but they told their actual story. If you watch the film, it is almost completely different than what actually happened. But the author of the book sold the rights to the film studio, and there was a whole legal battle over that. And so, but anyway, the film got made nothing like the actual story. So, and this, the same situation with the Ghost of Georgia, uh, a haunt. Uh, the show A Haunting did a two-hour special on that. Uh, they told the whole story. It was an interesting story. It wasn't anything like the movie. 
the story that they told wasn't nowhere near as violent or gruesome as the film made it out to be. So if you watch these films and know nothing about the actual the actual uh, encounters or the actual investigations, they're not bad films. They're okay. Uh, they're entertaining. They are what they are. Take it with a grain of salt. If you know the, the history of these films and what actually happened, the, 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 the true events uh, that it's based on, they're terrible tellings. Ter- terrible films. So when I watched them, I had to kind of separate the two and say, okay, you know, this is Hollywood. This is what Hollywood does. They take true stories and just completely screw it up to make entertainment. Kind of like, I guess, what they did with Winchester because people are are really upset with Winchester because they didn't, I guess they they weren't uh, true to Sarah Winchester's story. They made an entertaining haunted house film. That's what they do. Uh, so anyway, that's on Shutter. Uh, moving to Amazon Prime, first thing I want to talk about is the show Monsters from the 80s. I think it was like the 80s, early 90s. One of my favorite shows when I was a kid. This only ran from, for three seasons, but they did uh, reruns on the USA Network all the time. I remember staying up late to watch this show. Absolutely f- one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. Uh, they have the DVDs on Amazon, and they were really expensive, but they've, they've been in, on like my wish list forever. And then I finally saw that they were on Amazon Prime. So you can go watch all three seasons right now if you have Prime. If you don't have Prime, I recommend it. There's a lot of stuff to watch on there. Uh, even if, you, you know, if you're looking for stuff other than horror, there, there is tons of content on Amazon Prime. Uh, a lot more than Netflix, that's for sure. Uh, Erie, Indiana is now available to stream. Tales of the Unexpected, which is also on Shudder. This is a UK series. Uh, not all horror. Some of it's a little bit of thriller. Some of it's like dark comedy stuff, but it's a really good show. Uh, Radio Silence. Three, The Ritual. This is also available on Netflix. Uh, Contamination. Death Walks at Midnight. This is a classic film. I haven't watched it yet, but I do plan on doing that. Uh, Satan's Slave, which seems like uh, a little bit of the exploitation size side of stuff. And finally, my mom's a werewolf. Those are like the notable new releases that I saw on on Amazon Prime. It's hard to tell exactly what comes out because there is no definitive list. Like, there's no list out there that says, "Hey, here's what's new on Amazon Prime this week." So, and then finally on Netflix, we have Welcome to Willits and The Ritual, which is based on the novel by Adam Neville. I've heard a lot of great things about the novel. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things about Adam Neville. He's a great writer, tells terrifying stories, uh, and The Ritual is one of his most popular books. And I've been wanting to see this for a while. It's finally available now on Netflix to watch. I do plan on watching this one. Uh, And I'll probably review it maybe in a few weeks. Uh, Next week I'm going to review Mayhem uh, from uh, Joe Lynch, which is available on Shudder. I talked about that last week. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Scream Stream. I know it was really short. This is probably the shortest episode I've done so far, and I do apologize for that. Uh, just not a whole lot of new stuff. I haven't, you know, I, I kind of, I have um, this website called Feedly set up where, like, I subscribe to, like, all the different horror blogs, and they all come into one place, and so I can check on Feedly. Uh, and I just haven't really seen a whole lot of stuff. 
uh, that's really like newsworthy. You know, they, they post a lot of uh, articles about, you know, top 10 slasher films of this year. Here's my top 10 haunted house films. And, and that's really not news stuff. You know what I mean? And most of it's uh, people, uh, them doing their own reviews. So keeping up with the news is just a little difficult, <laughs> especially in horror. It's just slow news season, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. If you'd like to keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can do so at screenpod.com where you can find links to all of my social pro- profiles. Uh, Twitter and Instagram are the two that I'm using the most on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at James Gas. Uh, sub- uh, follow me over there. You can subscribe to the pos- podcast via your favorite podcatcher and get the show notes for each episode. And that is at screenpod.com. And remember that ScreamStream is listener-supported. You can support the show through Patreon over at patreon.com slash ScreamStream. Uh, give as little or as much as you want. If you give at least a dollar a month, you'll get extra content, early access to all the episodes, and some other stuff that I have coming out uh, down the pipeline. Or you can just give a one-time donation over at ScreamPod.com. Just click that PayPal button and just give a direct one-time donation. Give as little much as you like because every little bit helps to keep this show running. If you have a movie suggestion, tweet it to me at James Gas. Uh, let me know if there's something you think I should review on the show, uh, and I will do that. And I'll mention you on the episode as well. Uh, and remember, I'm still doing the contest to win a cop, a digital copy of Jigsaw. All you have to do is uh, tweet at me. At James Gas, uh, tell me what you think about the show or say hello or whatever you want. Just make sure you use the hashtag ScreamStream19. That's ScreamStream and the number 19, all one word, and you will be entered in to win a digital copy of Jigsaw. And you have until midnight on February the 16th, and then I will announce the winner on the episode that following Monday. And finally, remember to subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to ScreamStream and you'll never miss a show. Music for ScreamStream was created by Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com. And hopefully next week I'll feel a lot better. But until then, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too. Good night. Good night.